Yo, 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 what's good? Thank you for coming to the House of Barf. I'm Chan Man. And before we get started, I would just like to emphasize that the content that we share on House of Barf is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information provided should not be considered as professional financial advice. Investing and financial decisions involve risk. And it's crucial to do your own research or consult with a qualified professional before making any financial choices. The opinions expressed on House of Barf are, are of our, our own and do not reflect the views of any organizations that we may be affiliated with. Please remember that past performance is not indicative of future results and the financial landscape can change rapidly. Always conduct thorough due diligence and seek financial advice from a financial advisor tailored to your personal needs and circumstances. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host and in the future, if we have any guests, are not responsible for any financial decisions you make as a result of the information presented on House of Barf. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Yo, 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 what's good, Chairman? House of Barf ain't really shit going on. You already know how it pretty much starts off. I have absolutely nothing to talk about, but then I go on for about two or three hours. Um, I can tell you what I'm working on right now. So, um, again, um, recently I had a children's book published, uh, Langston Manson's Kula Maid Adventure. Um, fantastic work. Um, uh, by a, a, whole, a team of individuals who came together to uh, get this project uh, published. And of course, as you know, I'm not the best practicing uh, you know, Christian or whatever, but uh, seriously, thank God, you know what I'm saying? God has really been working tremendously in my life, uh, especially through these last, um, you know, however, 10 months of just, of just chaos and confusion and and all that nasty stuff. Uh, so, you know, as 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 my man CJ Stroud has been saying on every interview, uh, you know, seriously, uh, it's really glory to God. And seriously, down the line, I, I'm, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to get myself right. You know what I'm saying? You know, stop, you know, stop messing around, playing around with, uh, you know, with my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, just 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 get right. You know, Um but yeah, yeah, no, seriously, uh, uh, glory to God. Thank you for the team that came together to get this project done. Uh, so recently, um, uh, reached out uh, to uh, some local libraries and was seeing what it would take for me to get my book into like, you know, some local libraries and whatnot. And they like are into schools and they like it don't really go down, you know, just like I can't just go pull up to a school and be like, hey, how can I get this book into your school? It's like, nah, you got to go to like the county or something and, um, you know, send them a letter and whatnot. Let them know that you recently published a book and um, that you would like to, you know, get it into the system. Um, so uh, went kind of over the details a little bit yesterday. Uh so today, uh, wrote a letter, you know, um, basically uh, here I'm writing to express my um, enthusiasm 
and submit my children's book, Langston Mason's Cooler Maid Adventure, for consideration to be included in the Prince George's County Memorial Library system as an avid supporter of promoting literacy and fostering a love for reading in young minds. I believe my book would make a valuable addition to your collection. Um, and then I go into a little bit about the book and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign this letter. Uh, let me find a pen, a pen that works. All right, and I'm going to go ahead and sign it right now. Okay, and I'm going to uh, put this book into an envelope and uh, put the letter in the in the envelope with the book. Uh, hopefully the book doesn't get damaged. I don't have any bubble wrap. Um, I, used to, I used to keep bubble wrap around. Oh, you know what? I think I do got some bubble. I usually keep bubble wrap around. Um, I, I know it's like, what? Who keeps bubble wrap? Bubble wrap, packaging, and tape, and scissors. I used to do eBay kind of heavy uh, back in the day. Uh, seriously, it brought in probably like a thousand a week. Uh, it was, it, you know, but the thing is, it started kind of driving, not my whole family, a couple of people in my family crazy. Uh, I could be wrong. This could be sexist, mainly the women, uh, because um, I guess because I, I, I guess it wasn't the most organized. It was organized to me, but uh, I guess it was a little messy, uh, you know, because what ended up happening was was um, I was selling clothes out of my closet uh, and whatnot. And then when people get hip, I'm telling you, whatever I do when people get hip, I'm not trying to sound boast or anything. People be like, yo, can I get in on that? So I say, sure, just bring me, bring me whatever you want to sell. I'll sell it and like a consignment store almost. That might be another business I want to get into as a consignment store. Because honestly, I mean, dog, I mean, people are okay with anything you give them. So what I was basically doing was giving them 10%. And I would keep everything like separate. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, this is all the stuff, you know, Susan gave me. Okay, this is all the stuff Sharon gave me. All right, this is everything that you know, blah, 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 gave me, uh, so I kept it separate, so I, I knew, and then, um, whenever their items, uh, sold, I gave them 10%, so I would just say, hey, uh, link your, you know, let me get your PayPal, and whatever, and, uh, whenever your item sells, I'll give you, like, 10%, now, remember, real quick, um, this is one issue, even with, not issue, but one even thing with this book, you know what I'm saying, um, when I was doing eBay, like you gotta remember, like there's uh, supplies, so supplies included paper, ink, uh, packaging, but you know uh, stuff like that. Um, shipping, you know, uh, I would mainly ship through USPS because I, I could always find their boxes around the area. Um, man, I was just thinking about this story. Um, uh, so I would have a lot of packages, uh, a lot, okay? A, so many packages that I basically could fill up one mailbox by myself. You know what I'm saying? I could pretty much fill up probably two or three. Uh, it got to the point where even the people at the post office started knowing my name, but they didn't know who I was. Um, it, it, it wasn't until one day I had to stop by the post office, and uh, they were like... Um, your Chandler, I can't remember. I had to give him my ID or something. 
or they asked me, you know, what's your name? And I was like, uh, Chandler. And they're like, you're Chandler? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we know you. I'm like, what are you talking about? We know you here. It's like, what? You and all your packages. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to do my thing. And they're like, listen, look, I'm not even trying to put people out there. They're like, listen, before you post your stuff on eBay, would you mind just swinging past here real quick and letting us get kind of a first look? I'm like, yo, no problem. Matter of fact, if you ever want to swing past the, the house, swing past the house. You know what I'm saying? You can go through it, whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and a lot of times people, you know what I'm saying, be going through things. You know what I'm saying? Not even just like, so for example, there may have been a tsunami in another country where they're from or there may have been something where they're from and they're, and they're sending big packages back to, you know, uh, their country for all the children or whatnot or, you know, women or men or whatever that may be low on clothes and whatnot. So that really did make me feel good uh, that I was, you know, you know, everybody was always thinking everything's money hungry. Business people, entrepreneurs are money hungry people. It's completely false. It's almost like an artist. It's like, you know, we listen to Terrence Howard talk about how he did pimp and flow or hustle and flow for like $4,000. Or we listen to um, Taraji P talk about how she did, I don't know, the last four or five movies for like a million dollars and whatnot. And we say, oh, that's a lot of money. But they're like, no, you don't understand. When you do a movie, you basically give up any opportunities for a year. You know what I'm saying? So basically, all I'm getting is like 100K a year or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm still not, not this person you think. That's kind of how it is even in business. Like, not everybody's Warren Buffett. Not everybody's LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, I don't even, I don't know who else. Uh, Abigail Johnson or whatever. Um, or this one guy I was just reading about who sold his business for $12.8 billion or something. I'll, here, real quick. Let me, let, me, let me get his name real quick. What is this guy's name? Uh, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. Um, Ede Bayo Ong Un Lisi. Uh, recently sold his business for about 12 billion. Here, I'll let y'all listen to a little bit of the interview. For our Bloomberg audiences worldwide, I'm David Weston. We're joined now by the two CEOs who are putting together the big deal in finance these days. They are Larry Fink. He is chairman and CEO of BlackRock, as well as Adebayo Ogunlesi. He is chairman and CEO of GIP. So welcome. Thanks very much for joining us. I did. Thank you, David. Uh, any big deal like this, and this is a big deal, $12.5 billion last time I counted. Any big deal, there's got to be an imperative behind it. So, Larry, let me start with you from BlackRock's point of view. Why do you need this deal? You already are on in, in infrastructure. You've got a pretty substantial operation there. You identify as an opportunity, but why do you need GIP to get done what you want to get done? Well, thank you, David. It's great to be here today. No, uh, we believe infrastructure is only at the beginning of a, of a, of a real major asset class. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm not sure you heard, but yeah, the deal was like $12.5 billion. Yeah, and, and the goal is to get to that point, but not everybody's there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times with business owners, entrepreneurs, you're really, again, you're kind of like a, uh, and let me not disrespect doctors because doctors work very hard. You're really just a doctor of like economics and business, you know, problem solving, as they say. So, you know what I'm saying? As much as it's like, you know, um, 
you know, I put my stuff up on eBay, people are like, oh, he's just money hungry. As I said before, I brought in about $1,000 a week. Now, you know, even, you, you know, I like to talk to my trap stars, you know what I'm saying? You, you know how it is. It, it, you bring in $1,000 a week, how much of that 1000 is actually yours? Again, going back to supplies. You know, you got to get the supplies, the packaging. Then you got to um, incorporate that you got, probably got something from a plug. And you, did you pay, did you put, pay for it up front? Did you get it on consignment? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, you got to incorporate these various expenses. And people say, oh, I, I see him walking around with $5,000 in his pocket. Well, you don't know that whole 5000 may not be his or hers. 1500 is probably more likely after all the supplies of, uh, you know, giving the plug back what they got. You know, so even with the eBay, it really wasn't that I was bringing in all this money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's money hungry. Why don't you just donate it to charity? Mother, mother, mother. I am. I'm just doing it differently. You don't you just because you go down to the Goodwill and just drop off a load of clothes. It's not the same. If you ask anybody, my prices on eBay, why I had, I don't have, I probably still got it, five stars on eBay by probably close to 500, I don't even know, maybe even more than that, people, you know why it was? Because they were getting it for dirt cheap. Getting good qualities goods for dirt cheap. I literally would just charge them shipping, literally. Now, after I charge shipping, if people now I would put on a bid price, you know what I'm saying? Now, if y'all want to bid for it after that, that's on y'all. Okay. Uh, and a little secret if you're ever bidding with somebody or something, try not to uh outbid yourself. Okay. So um if you're ever bidding, just wait to like the last, if you can, 30 seconds, minutes. When you're bidding, because what you're going to do is outbid yourself. Same thing I do with the with the uh, with the stock market. So I'll put in a buy price. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or, or ask price. Either one. So um, let me just pick one. All right, I I put in an ask price. I'm going to sell this at five dollars. Right? It doesn't sell at five dollars. And literally, this is the thing I think confuses people about the market because they see all these prices and everything. There's, there's a point when your price is up. If you're paying attention, you'll see it. It's like, oh, that's my price. All right, I sell it, I sell it at $5, right? Next thing you know, you go in, and it's your bid. I mean, it's your ask that's up, $5. Then you go in, and you put $4.95, and then it drops down to $4.95. And then you put $4.90, and it drops down to $4.90. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're outbidding yourself. Leave it at the five. Leave it at the five. All right. Now, if somebody comes in up under you and puts 490, then okay, I can see if you go in there and be like, all right, this, this month, trying to, you know, all right, fine. I'll sell it for 485. You know what I'm saying? And then just leave it at the 485, you know? Um, but then also, you can move it back up. And then once the person who undercutted you, Gets their bid, I mean, their ass price sold. I'm oh, sorry, I keep messing up. Gets their ass price sold. Yours is going to be right next. You might be right behind them. 
So again, you're outbidding yourself. And again, that's if you're bidding on something, and I'm not an expert on this. I've never really been to like a true auction, like a car auction, whatnot. Uh, maybe I go with a buddy, but you know, I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, but one thing I can say on things like eBay, if you're bidding on something, just wait till like the last minute or whatnot, because you're going to outbid yourself. Because let's say, for example, you say you want to buy something for $10, right? You say, I want to buy something for $10 and, um, uh, there might be somebody out there who basically says, whatever price someone else bids, I want to up it by you know, 1%, 2%. They just really just want to get a penny on top of you just so that they get it. They set, that's their settings, right? Anything anybody bids, I want to bet a penny on top of. So you bet $10 and this person says, I want it for $10.01. So then you put $10.20 and then there goes the $10.21. You're not bidding against them. You're bidding against some system that they put in, and you're really outbidding yourself. So essentially, all you really have to do, just wait to the very end, set an alert. One thing I've gotten better, and i got to give credit to one of my buddies, he says, how many times do you use alerts? I really, I use watch lists and whatnot, and I basically check my watch list like daily. So that's kind of like, but I was up late last night. Um, here we go. You see, I told you, I always start off with nothing. I was up late, late last night working on my think back, my uh, backtracking my stuff and everything. And I really don't set a lot of alerts all the time. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of check my watch list, see what the prices are at. Um, I even set my buy prices, whatever. Sometimes I'm getting a little bit better at that as well. Um, but as I was doing the think back tool, it's, it's on Thinkorswim. You can go back in time and essentially see what prices that the uh, things traded at. You can, also, I'm working on the on-demand tool as well. Um, but I was really working on think back last night. But I'm going to work on the on-demand as well. But I seen some of the prices that uh, some of the things I was trading fluctuated on. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's say I got something at 50 cents. Uh, and right now it's at $1.50, right? And I'm like, oh, cool. It's at $1.50. I'm good. So using the think back tool, just seeing, you know, kind of what the price is. At one point, the contract or whatever went for $3. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it hit $3. When did it hit $3? You know what I'm saying? So that's when it's kind of like, okay, I do need to start setting not only just like limits and buy orders and whatnot, setting alerts or something to kind of, let me know if a price gets here. So I was looking at some other stocks, you know what I'm saying? Um, and um, it's like, yo, just let me know. Because uh, right now the prices of stocks it appear to me to be kind of extremely high. Um, which makes sense. We got inflation and everything. Reve you know, people are still spending money. So revenues are probably up. Uh, and, and inflation sending the stock market up. I don't know. You know, various things. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Send me an alert. You know, if the stock if the stock is at like 200 and I think support levels are probably at like 150, I'm like, yo, send me an alert at like one 160. Just send me an alert. Send me a bell. You know, just let me know, hey, such and such stock. Uh, let's just take something. Bank of America. Bank of America is trading. I, I, I don't know off the top. Uh, trading at probably what, $32 or something. I think Bank of America is not worth more than $28 or something like that. I don't know why. I'm just making this up. Send me an alert. I'll create an alert. 
And supposedly, I think if you get even better alerts, you may have to pay for a subscription or something. Um, but send me an alert when it hits $31, $30. You know what I'm saying? Just let me know. And then I'll go in there and maybe I'll buy a long call or maybe I'll sell a put or whatever. Whatever it is, whatever you want to do. Uh, in the meanwhile, you really could try to see if they got a put. You could put a put out there for 28, see if anybody wants to buy it. You know, but regardless, I'm, I'm working on my alerts. Uh, I'm working on various things like that. But um, yeah, kind of, kind of forgot. You know, you know how I do it. Kind of forget what I was talking about. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get ready. I gotta get ready to send this book off. Uh, get it in the mail. Uh, so that's one thing I'm working on. Um, I'm gonna get to the stock market in a little bit. Honestly, I'm kind of tapped out. Uh. I, I really don't know if there's any much thing much I can do. Um, um yeah, I'm not even really sure, but uh yeah. Uh but yeah, even with the with the entrepreneurship, um with the eBay, seriously, it really was. It was I'm not saying I didn't bring in some cash, but it, it was a whole lot of philanthropy. Same thing with this book. It's really about financial literacy for children. You know what I'm saying? That's really what's important. Yes, am I going to sell a bunch of books? Hopefully, God willing. But seriously, like after after the publishers and the printers and uh, shipping, after all that stuff happens, seriously, I'm not <laughs> off of one copy. It's 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 not coming out to be that much. I mean, to be honest with you. And I'm not trying to be condescending or rude. I'm very appreciative of everything. But, yeah, so, you know, it it really is about the financial literacy. And I would love to get this in the hands of as many uh, individuals as possible to get the wheels churning for children on financial literacy. Now, to, you know, to be transparent with my listeners, with my people who love to stop by, you know, the house, um... It would be great one day to have some chicken in my in my pocket, have some turkey. It would be great. I mean, I would love to. Um, yeah, I would just. I would love to just hang out, chill, you know, relax, you know, be unapologetic, unapologetically Chan, you know, just be authentic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would love to get some drip from my from my little ones, take them out shopping, you know. Uh, you know, I would love to. Um, there's a lot of things I would love to do, you know. You know, just a few different things, you know. Um, uh, oh, I would love to build my portfolio. You know what I want to take a look at? I want to take a look at this company, Melod. Libro or something, ticker symbol M E L I. Their numbers look great. I'm like, man, I would love to be able to get a lot of that. You know, um, I would love to be able to buy a commercial building one day and fill it up with, uh, because I mean, commercial buildings got to be going for cheap right now. I mean, companies are being crushed. I would love to be able to get a commercial building and uh, fill it up with whatever, you know, um, various things. Oh, and don't even. You know, get me started on the foundation. I would love to start a foundation and uh, make sure that I was listening to somebody say and just make sure that you give your what five percent a year. 
Um, that's nothing. I got you. Matter of fact, maybe we should double it up, you know, but at least there's going to be 5% that goes to a qualified charitable organization every year. That's, yo, got that down. You know what I would give, you know, uh, told you I'm big on the military. You know what I'm saying? Make sure we get that done. I'm big on public service. You know what I'm saying? Uh, teachers, uh, nurses, um, doctors, hospitals. Um, during COVID, they said that so many nurses, doctors, or whatever quit because they were overworked and understaffed. That is a travesty. Uh, education. Supposedly, America is like, you know, first world nation and whatnot. But in education, we're like 30th or something in math and science and whatnot. So just work on those STEM programs. I forget what it STEM even stands for, science and tech or something. Um, banks. What's going on with banks? Why every time I turn around, there's another bank going into default. We got to figure that out. All right. Um, I was listening to somebody say uh, malnutrition is about a 20, uh, what did he say? Did he say, it's, uh, is it 20 billion? Uh, I can't remember what he said, but he was like, let's just say, let's go with a B. Let's go with a Billy because I don't want to say Millie and get it wrong. I think he said it's probably, uh, let's just say two. Let's just say a two billion, malnutrition is about a $2 billion issue a year. Malnutrition. And another thing about my nutrition, real quick, I can say is I'm not saying that I'm good at everything I do. Recently, not recently, for a while now, my doctors have been thanking me for bringing in chubby children. They're like, Chan, thank you so much for bringing in your chubby babies. And I'm like, what? And they're like, Chan, I'm so sick and tired of these children coming to here on their soy milk diets and on their keto diets and they're having mental issues and they're having ulcers and, and stuff that should not be happening to these children. And you can't tell these parents any different because guess what they want? They want a skinny baby. They don't, they don't want their baby being fat. But what these parents don't understand is that and now this is medical stuff. I'm not in medical. Uh, trust me at all. I play doctor when I'm in the house with my little ones. Oh, they got a scrape on their knee. Oh, I'm going to get that alcohol out and let me go ahead and, you know, uh, you know, bandage it up and get you some some ice cream, get you some medicine, which is actually a scoop of ice cream. You know, I play doctor on and, and but in real life. No, I don't know shit about the medical field. Uh, I know pulmonary artery means your heart and your lungs and got to work on that. Um, I know. When, when I have too many BEVs, uh, my liver can only process uh, one of those BEVs an hour or an ounce of those BEVs an hour. So if you're taking in 40 ounces, it's going to be 40 hours before your liver is able to process that 40 ounce and your liver and whatnot process even when you're asleep. So that's why even if you fall asleep at 10 p.m. and wake up at 10 a.m., you don't really feel like you got a good night's rest because you really didn't because you got that cheeseburger that's being processed and you got that liquor that's being processed. And I think liquor gets processed first, then the cheeseburger. So really, you only got a couple hours worth of sleep. You know, a couple things, little things I know. Um, and I also know STDs are transferred 
by mucus. So that wet wet is actually mucus. I could be wrong about that. See, again, I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going too far. All right, regardless. But um, what the what the doctors were telling me, the pediatricians were telling me is fat is good. You need fat in food. You know, people treat fat like it's a terrible thing. And they're like, fat is wonderful. When, you know when you hear people say, I want a fat baby? You just thought you didn't realize what they were talking about? Well, now there's actually something behind it. Having a fat baby really is going to help them grow. It's going to help their brain, their, their organs, their body. You know? Uh, now, I will admit, my children do eat everything. I, I don't have an issue with them not eating their veggies. And I'm not trying to give parenting advice. This is House of Barf. This is not House of Parenting. Um, and if I could say anything, I'm in a situation where I'm learning to co-parent. So this shit is probably some of the hardest shit I've ever had to do. All right? So, you know, it's not, it's not about co-parenting or parenting. But um, I will admit, if my children say they don't like something, I listen. One thing I've kind of noticed with other parents, they kind of take the mentality of our parents, which was whatever I put on that plate, you're eating or you're not eating at all. When my kids tell me they don't like some of my children, they say they don't like something. I go back to the drawing board. I say, okay, what can I do to this for them to enjoy? You know, um, you could be a five-star chef and your kid not like your food. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's not necessarily, you know, you know, are you cooking this right or wrong? Nah, you could know the science behind food, how the starches extract and the skin and blah. You could know everything, the acidity, toxicity, whatever. Could know it all. You know how is it that this child's not liking this five-star grilled cheese and creme de la creme mushroom soup set? Blah blah. blah. Get that the hell out of They don't want that shit. And, and so when they tell me something they don't like, I say, what's up with your salad? Why don't you like your salad? Dad, I just want a basic salad. Just a basic salad. A little salt, a little pepper, a little garlic, lettuce, tomatoes. Keep the onions. I say, okay. All right. All right. Got you. Basic salad. Ranch dressing. Take it. This is what happens. In my personal opinion, I'm not an expert. Last thing I'm going to say about parenting, because this is not what Barf is about. I'm getting my child eating. You say, oh, they're putting that ranch dressing on there. That's not good for them. You know, it's going to clog their arteries. Oh, that's not healthy for them. You need to read about the magnesiums and the, you know, all this stuff on the back of the label. And look, this means that it's real and this means that it's fake. Look, we have our whole lives ahead of us, all right? I'm getting my children eating. They're eating their salad. They're happy. A couple years later, what ends up happening? Dad, you know what? I really don't want ranch anymore. You got any other dressings? Oh, well, you know, you know the dressing I like to use. Uh, I, I like to just use a little balsamic uh, vinegar. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just a dab of oil. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Dad, can I try that out? Now they're moving on from the ranches and whatnot. And, and whatnot. And instead of forcing them and fighting them. No, you don't need to put that ranch in your system. It's terrible for... You know what ends up happening? I've noticed. Last thing in, about this. I've noticed the children end up sneaking out to go get the, what they're looking for. 
So they know they know whose house got the snacks. They know. So now you got your kid sneaking out, trying to go get a Pepsi or Coca-Cola. You know, it's like when easily, I know it sounds strange, when easily you could just get them a Coca-Cola. They just want a Coca-Cola. They just want to taste it. And yes, they may drink it for a couple of years, but before you know it, they're going to be like, Dad, uh, I really don't want McDonald's. I'm, I'm good off McDonald's. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, you, you, you sitting there asking them, you know, y'all want to go to McDonald's? They're like, nah, Dad, uh, bruh, we're good. Uh, I really, I'm okay. Now, when you deprive them of it, of course, they're like, they're trying to do anything they can to get a double cheeseburger. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know so that's just my little take on it. Um, but I have noticed, so it did bother me when I heard, uh, so the doctors, they have like all these percentiles and graphs and stuff of like children across the nation. And they're like, this is where children were 10, 20 years ago in their weight and their height and everything. And they're like, this is where children are now. And it was like way lower. It was like, what, what's going on? And they're like, we got all these parents who want to have their kid be this skinny kid or something. I don't know what it is. And they don't realize that not saying, look, okay, I know certain diseases or special needs may be coming from that because their brains and their bodies are not getting the nutrition that they need. You know, so um, bones could be brittle. Uh, who knows if it affects any mental things. So I know it's not barf. I'm getting off this topic because I don't want to say anything that's just like, shut the fuck up and dribble. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. My bad. My bad. I shouldn't have said that. That's terrible. But uh, yeah, I try to stick to uh, just House of Barf, business, accounting, regulation, and finance. And I'm, I'm not even, um, I'm not even an expert at that. Uh, so um, let me, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm about to um, run down to this mailbox real quick story uh, about Chan Man. In his personal life. So when my I told you I would have so many packages I could fill up like three mailboxes by myself. One those blue mailboxes you can find on the side of the street. So way back in the day, um, I was bringing in probably like twelve hundred dollars a month. Right. So I was literally every dime was going to the babysitter. Every check I got. And I, so one day I loved I loved the lady. Her name was Shaw. She was uh, in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I, I, she was a fantastic woman. Uh, her and her family, they were fantastic. Um, but I had to say, you know what? Uh, Shot, I'm going to go ahead and kind of cut this off because literally every dollar I'm giving you and uh, uh, it's going to daycare. So, so really, it's kind of pointless. I think I'm just going to go ahead and take some time and uh, just stay home with the little one and I'll watch it myself. So, you know, watching my little one myself and still doing eBay, you know what I'm saying? Um, and on the bottom of their stroller, I would put all their packages. So every day, me and my little man would uh, take a walk every day, you know, and uh, we would hit probably two or three mailboxes uh, because I had to dump off all these packages into these mailboxes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't even tell you when they're full. When you try to pull the thing down and it won't pull down, that's when the mailbox is full. That's how many packages I would have in the bottom of the And those are just the good days hanging out with my little one, you know, just going around midday, like a like like some what is it, Stafford wife, you know, <laughs> midday walking around, you know. But that's what I was doing. And it was great times. And last thing about parenting, real quick, I know I'm talking about parenting. 
If you ever can, if you ever can, try to make the 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 little times that suck, like bath time, because I know it's like you're tired and it's like, oh, our brush teeth time. Uh, another thing uh, doctors or pediatricians would tell me is uh, physical touch matters in the very early stages of life. You know, so those, for those first five, six years, that little physical touch, they won't remember this probably ever, but it's like in their subconscious. So for those parents that, and I feel so bad, you know, for those professional uh, parents that, you know, uh, are whether it's military or whether it's whatever it is that um, don't get these opportunities and kind of can't figure out what is that disconnect. Supposedly, it's in the very early stages when they're first born, you know, the first five years or whatever, during bath time when you're always there and during bath time. You know, you're sitting there and you're rubbing them and brushing teeth time. You're sitting there, you're brushing their teeth or doing their hair. You're sitting there doing their hair. All that physical touch and conversation is what really builds that relationship. So if there's anything, is, I know I'm crossing the line going into parenting and all that. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just a young parent. I'm not even an expert on that. So I'm going to go ahead, uh, get this book off, um, come back. It's approximately 9.05 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. January 30th, 2024, um, heading into February. It feels like, feels like August. It's kind of warm today, but yeah, thank you so much to everybody who decides to take time out of a wonderful day to come kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. I'm Chain Man. This is House of Barf. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mingston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mingston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mingston and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mangston, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mangston learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, Young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mangston set savings goals 
teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mengston's Cool and Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mengston's Cool and Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mengston, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mengston's Cool and Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mengston's Cool and Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mengston's Cool and Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement and I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, You can reach me at the email c 287 gph at gmail.com all right thank you warmest regards have a great day god bless yo 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 what's good it's chairman house of barf the most secretive podcast on earth it's like no i'm kidding i don't know i don't know oh crap what just happened just getting back oh no come on don't do this just getting back. I've already missed the best time to trade. Uh, I'm not, you know, don't quote me. Uh, um, I don't know if you ever listened to the Breakfast Club. They'd be like the most dangerous podcast on earth, something like that. Uh, yeah, so this is the most boring podcast, <laughs> the most secretive podcast on earth. Yo, so yeah, I was out. Uh, I, I got the I got the book in the mailbox. And while I was out, uh, I was like, you know what? So I'm at a I'm at a spot with Washington Gas, my gas company, basically where they tell me that I can no longer uh, pay my gas bill online and that I have to go 
to um, like a 7-Eleven or Dollar General or something to pay. Uh, so I was like, you know, what? while I'm out and about, let me go ahead and get this uh, taken care of. Um, so I went ahead and went and paid my gas bill. And it's approximately 9.25 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, don't quote me, but the best time to trade, in my personal opinion, uh, from my experience, I'm not sure if this is fact, is like the first trading hour of the day and the last trading hour of the day. The middle is you can you can get in there and try to get freaky um, if you want to. Um, uh, you know, uh, so all that bullshit, I, I may not even, okay, this is one reason for House of Barf, okay, because there's a lot of shit that I'll say to somebody in person that I won't really say when, like, like when I'm by myself. So, um, when I'm by myself, I pretty much trade to the bell rings at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm... Even if I'm not trading, I'm sitting there watching right now. Now, back in the day, about a year ago, I wasn't. I'd be watching the market. People thought I was trying to trade, but I really wasn't. I was just keep observing, keeping up with the market. Now, I'm in there. Like, whatever's going on, I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? Um. Uh. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much trading throughout the day uh, as much as I can with my eligibility. Uh. So, yeah. There's different things that go on. Uh, but now I'm just catching up, so I'm pretty much sure that the volatility died off. Um, I'm just trying to catch up and see what's going on. Uh, I'm just going to turn C CNBC on real quick. Bill Collector's right there, Colin. All right, well, I'll get back to him. What do we got here? Now reported a steep decline in Citadel's in Griffin. Due to losses from its EV unit, what do you make of the the state of American competitiveness with China, especially as it pertains to some of our, our key uh, key industries, EVs, chips, etc. So you, solar, EVs, consumer electronics, these are all areas in which the Chinese have done extraordinarily well from a competitive perspective. And and watching BYD surpass Tesla in global sales was a was a bit of a heartbreaking moment. But we, we often lose sight of the fact that the Chinese economy represents 1.4 billion people. So they have a huge advantage when it comes to simple economies of scale. Okay, they're talking about, uh, I, saw, I saw something about BYD in the, in the uh, news as well. Didn't know exactly what happened. Let me see it. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, BYD, if I'm correct, is um, a Chinese electronic company like Tesla. If I'm correct... I believe Warren Buffett uh, has some shares in BYD. Don't quote me on that. But uh, let me see BYD news. Let's see what's going on. Uh, <clears throat> BYD expects at least $4 billion in net income from surging EV sales. All right. Let's see what BYD's tickers, uh, I'm saying hitting for whatever. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm going to go to Yahoo. I knew about BYD uh, years ago. Um, but, you know, I was like, you know, I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to invest in foreign comp. Oh, no. BYD? No, this is a Boyd Gaming Corporation. Let me see. What's BYD Cars ticker? Mm, they may not even. They don't trade. I, I thought they did trade. I really did. Um, but th thought they would have had 
some type of ADR or something. But the thing is, it comes up. Oh, here. Wait, no, no, this isn't it. Um, is that when you invest in foreign companies, there's this foreign like tax. Uh, let me see. Uh, BYD ADR. No. Okay. Let me see something real quick. All right. I'm going to type in BDE. Let me see. Goodness gracious. And I get tired of when they, I use Google and I get tired when they change my search engine. B BDE ticker. Black diamond. No. Okay. I really thought, uh, here, let me see if I know what I'm talking about. Warren Buffett. Uh, B Y D stop. Oh, they sold their stake in B Y D. Let me see. I'm going to Business Insider. Warren Buffett's company slashed its stake in B Y D. Here's why the surpassing and five possible explanations. Damn, this always has to happen. As soon as you hop into a company, they go down. Then you slash your portions and they take over um why did berkshire hathaway sell a big reason that berkshire uh has been cashing in its byd stock maybe geopoliticals the un the u.s and china have been clashing in recent months over everything from microchips in taiwan to russia's invasion of ukraine so it's very possible it got political basically like yo yo warren come on buddy how are you going to be invested in china and we're over here, I mean, at war with them over tariffs and all types of other stuff. Um, so it, it may not have been a decision that he really wanted to make. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just saw that, you know, from this business insider thing. So, yeah, he did have a portion in BYD. Um, I could have swore that um, that you could invest in BYD. Um, I thought I saw it years ago, but maybe I didn't. Um, regardless, I think I'm okay. Uh, what's, what's, what's the other, um, EV joint? Is it Ravion? Let's check out Ravion's ticker. Ravion Automotive, approximately $16 right now. Um, Ravion is an American electronic vehicle manufacturer and automotive technology outdoors. Let me see um, something real quick. I want to see their kind of their competitors. I mean, other than Tesla. Uh, we know Tesla's the big dog. But they appear to be having some internal issues. Uh, I think the board is coming at um, Elon Musk's neck. And he's like, all right, y'all want to come at my neck? Cool. Uh, Tesla was on the verge of being a technology company. But y'all want to act like that. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all my technology knowledge with me. And y'all will just go ahead and be an automotive company. And then if you become an automotive company, Chrysler, or I don't even know what the Stellantis, Ford, GM are going to blow y'all out of the water once they come around with their EV vehicles. And then you're not going to have nothing. You know, you got to also remember, uh, as I know y'all remember, I don't got to tell y'all, Tesla uh, is not just known for i don't even know everything tesla does because i'm like you got to talk to a tesla employee or somebody but you also got to remember they got the charging stations that they're about to take over so you know how we got a bunch of gas stations with the tesla joints uh 
you know what I'm saying, there's not that many stations, not to mention the charging stations are taking about 45 minutes, something like that, depending, I don't have an electronic vehicle, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I've ever even been inside of an electronic vehicle, uh, Tesla, BMW, Ford, GMC, any of them, um, but, uh, as far as I know, they take about 45 minutes to, um, to charge, and, um, it's not, uh, is how is it? It's not like there's a uh, there's I'm sure there's a lot of charging stations around, but I don't think it's really like they it's really not like gas stations yet. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta watch your path, build your path around it. Almost to an extent, like if you have a lease, you should probably have a car that you own. On the other end, if you have um an electronic vehicle, you may also want to have a gas joint. Uh I guess maybe for long distances or whatever. I don't know. Don't quote me. Um, and not to mention the electronic vehicles haven't perfected, uh, maintenance yet. Supposedly, um, it's still taking a month for somebody to get, uh, a basic piece. You know, I don't know if it's a basic piece or not, but based on supply chain issues or whatever. Uh, so there's a, if, if you get stuck with just the automotive side of Tesla, Tesla, you could pretty much forget forget about it. it it's it's i mean you could pretty much say goodbye to it and i don't even know the other technology that elon musk has upside of uh upside you know uh you know his brain or whatever uh just even the battery uh power and stuff that he's came along with and the um the autonomous you know driving of the cars i mean who knows what this guy's up to you know, um, now that's just Tesla. And then he has all this other stuff that he's up to. It's, it's not Blue Origin. Uh, I can't remember what Tesla's is. Uh, I think Blue Origin's is Jeff Bezos. Um, all right, let me just Google it. Since we're here doing barf. What is Elon Musk um, space? Uh, oh, SpaceX. Okay, bet. Yeah, it's called SpaceX. Uh, so, yeah, everybody's exploring space these days. Um, yeah, uh, I think, but it, I'm not sure if Space Force was developed under Trump's administration. Here, whatever, I got my computer right here. It was Space Force uh, uh, under Trump's admin. Let me see. When was let me see when Space Force? Uh, oh gosh. When was Space Force? Oh gosh. When was Space Force created? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought it was created under Trump's administration. Uh, established 2019. So I think I, I believe that was. Trump administration. So, uh, we, uh, Trump administration got into space. Elon Musk got into space. Blue Origin got into space. Um, it, 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 it's just, and I, and I know we've been doing it for years. I can't even imagine how many years we've been doing it. Uh, s sending satellites out there. Uh, right now it does appear that the Dow Jones is down approximately. Um, uh, it looks like everything was down. I, I just saw a flash of it. Uh, but yeah, um, Let's go ahead and take a look real quick so you see. Um, um, okay. Uh, looks like Dow Jones is down approximately 
0.15%. Uh, S&P 500 is down approximately 0.09%. NASDAQ is down approximately 0.23%. Russell 2K down approximately 0.73%. Um, let me see what else is going on. Uh, Apple Vision Pro, what's going on with it? What, when's that thing coming out? Uh, the, the yeah, $4,000 thing. Um, uh, right now it's lacking major apps. Uh, approximately, uh, is it, it's going to bring in approximately about 1.4 billion. How much is Apple worth? How, how much is that? Apple, let me go to their market cap. They're worth approximately two point, approximately two, three trillion dollars. So, you know, what's, I don't even want to do the math. That's not really going to affect the price much, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, you know they're going to figure things out. Okay. Um, yeah, it's all on you. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, oh, sorry. Another bill collector. Just... It'd be common. Maybe be like, oh, we're after you. And I'm like, yo, come on. Was I, when when I was good, did we ever have any issues? Ever? Ever, ever? Ever, ever? No. Never had no, And y'all know I'm, everybody know I'm down. You know I'm down. The bill collectors know I'm down. They even like, yo, I feel so bad for you, Chan. Yo, this is a bad situation for you, man. I'm sorry. And I'm like, yo, it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't worry about it. Um... And they're like, yo, listen, if we got some program that we can help you out of. So um, my bank with mortgage already said that I've already exhaust, exhausted like all my plans. And I was like, damn it. So they, you know, we're going to get that figured out. It's not even a big worry. Um, we'll get it figured out. But um, uh, I got to get some more job applications in. So let me go to my uh, portfolio. Kind of got a gist of what's kind of going on a little bit. It looks like there's a little bit of a pullback. Um uh, you know, but markets have been skyrocketing for like a week now. So let me see. Uh, um, Carnival. Uh, so I got a couple short puts on JetBlue uh, at approximately uh, $4.50 uh, strike price. Currently right now, JetBlue is trading at approximately $5.30. Uh, so my short puts are doing pretty well. They're doing okay. I mean, I sold them at like like ten dollars i mean ten cents you know uh so i mean the max gain i'm gonna get off of these are approximately like you know 20 bucks or something um and right now i have approximately 77 percent of it so um what i'll do probably towards the end of market today let me see okay so i'm gonna go ahead and put in a limit order to buy these contracts back at one cent um so I sold them for ten cents. I'm, I'm going to buy them back for one cent. Uh, they only have another. Was what was JetBlue got? Um, move. It only has three more days on it. I really could just let it ride and get the full amount, but it's not a big deal to me. Uh, so what I'm going to go ahead and do is create a closing order and I'm going to put in a good to close uh, limit order at one cent. So I sold the contracts at 10 cents and I'm approximately going to buy them back at one cent. 
So I'll leave it there. They'll be good to go. Um, and then if they execute today, then tomorrow uh, I'm going to go sell some more uh, puts probably. And I do need to make some withdrawals or some distributions because I got to pay more bills and I got to get my taxes done. Uh, we'll get all that taken care of. So I'm putting that order in right now. Good to close. One cent. Boom. Gone. Uh, it's pending right now. It's working right now. Carnival. So to call. So I have the underlying strike price 17. Currently right now the, at uh, it's approximately 1040 a.m. January 30th, 2024. Uh, currently right now, uh, Carnival is trading at approximately $16.48. Um, so I'm down approximately 50 bucks, 50, 53 bucks or something, uh, something like that. Um, oh, no, $46 and 16, no, now $45 and 16 cents. Oh, cool. Um, so to call at 18, so the, so the call for approximately $3, you know what I'm saying? It's three cents. I sold it for three cents, but again, we multiply it by a hundred, uh, because uh, every contract is equivalent of approximately the ability to acquire or sell 100 shares. Uh, so um, right now it's three days left on that. And I'm down approximately 70% on that. So, I mean, I'm down 70%, but it's $3. So I'm down like $1.50 or something or $1.60 or you know, something like that, uh, which is not a big deal as long as it doesn't hit 18 and it doesn't really matter in three days. And you say to yourself, what? Three dollars? Aren't you supposed to be Warren Buffett? No, man. I made three dollars in like three days. It's cool. I made like a dollar a day. All right. It's it's cool. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, essentially, some people are going to be sitting around for a whole month to make a dollar on their bank account, you know, or, you know, saying a whole year to make twelve dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'm OK. I, I did this in approximately like four days. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. And if I had more bread, I oh, oh gosh, these bill collectors are relentless. Um, um, and it's not even bill collectors so much anymore. Sometimes I'll take the call and it's like, hey, this is debt relief, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? How'd you get my information? Uh, you know, we got access to LexisNexis and all this stuff and all this shit. I'm like, damn, I'm that broke that my shit like come to the top of your list, you know? Um, but yeah. Uh, so next, going to Marathon Oil, um, sold a call, strike price 45. I, I sold that call about 350 days out. Um, so, yeah, I sold the call for approximately like $15 too. Now that, I get you, all right? So it's like $15 in 350 days. That's outrageous. Yes, so let's see what that comes to. That comes to approximately, I don't know, like a dollar a month, something like that. Uh, so $15 divided by three, what? 53 something like that so that comes to about four cents a month you know what i'm saying i get it i get it no no i'm sorry four cents a day it's about four cents a day that's fine it's cool the main thing i'm concerned about with that is is um being able to sell that contract at my cost basis and i know what you say Oh, uh, you don't got to be concerned with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, your cost basis is 45. Between now and then, you could definitely, you know what? I may do that too. Be between now and then, I could sell so many contracts between now and then. But the thing is, my cost basis is 45. 
And right now, uh, approximately 10.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 30th, 2024, Marathon Oil is trading for approximately $23.22. I I don't want to go in there selling contracts at like 25 and one day I wake up and they're like, yo, you've been assigned. And I'm like, damn. Ah. Ah. You know, um, yeah, I'm not really trying to look for that. So I'm like, you know what? I found a contract, uh, sold a contract about a year out for $45, $15. I don't really care about the 15 I really cared about the, 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 the cost basis. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, if I can catch it in time, I can roll it for a loss. You know what I'm saying? But then that starts eating into all my premiums that I collected. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Let me just take my time with that. I'm just going to take my time with that. I may need to take a little bit more risk. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of these MRO contracts real quick. Um, like three days out. I see a contract that basically saying that this isn't going to go above $24.50 and I could get $3 now. You know what I'm saying? In three days. My concern is if this thing shoots up past Twenty three fifty, or twenty four fifty, whatever it was, uh, that um, I'm gonna get assigned in my sleep or something, and yeah, I get to keep the premium, which is great, but that's not what I'm trying to do. Not at least not right now. Um, let me get it figured out. I may switch up my plans. Um, other than that, uh, working on trying to. It's gonna suck trying to get a job. Uh, trying to put more money in my portfolio, and there's a couple companies that I am looking at. Um, I'm not saying these are the best companies, okay? Um, so looking at this one company called, um, let me see, Public Storage. Uh, ticker symbol PSA. Um, let me see, PSA ticker. Uh, currently, uh, right now, again, it's about 10.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 30th, 2024. Currently, they're down approximately 1%. Um, but I was looking at some of their, and I'm not saying they got the best numbers. I was looking at some of their numbers. Uh, um, let me see. Uh, profit margin is approximately 47. Here, let me, let me pull it up on... Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find. Um, yeah, net profit is approximately forty-eight percent uh, compared to its um, compared to its peers. Uh, that's like the highest one. Um, uh, market cap is approximately about fifty-one billion. It's like the highest out of its competitors. Price to earnings is approximately 26, which is like middle compared to its peers. Uh, its peers uh, look to be Crown Castle, Digital Realty, Extra Space, Equinix, something like that. Um, so I'm not saying public storage is the best, but I don't know. Something else that's kind of on my mind is uh, we're going to have a lot of renters uh, considering that the housing market is 
does not appear to be booming. I'm not sure if it's booming or not. I don't know all the numbers. I don't even know what to Google to see the housing market numbers. But a lot of individuals are not moving into homes. You know what I'm saying? For the time being. At least they're not owning homes. You know, it, what's crazy to me is, you know how many times people ask me um, that see my home or whatever? They're like, oh, it's a nice home. Uh, so are, are you renting? Or, who you know, who are you renting from? And I'm like, renting? What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> like, I like, yo, I get that question a lot, yo. I got the question just a couple of days ago. You know? And I'm like, um... Nah, nah, my name is actually on the deed. Yeah, my name's on the deed. Um, and I guess it just shocks people. Like, oh, you're a homeowner. Well, not really the homeowner. I, uh, um, the bank owns the home, but I'm making mortgages on it. Uh, uh, so, yeah, but uh, it, it appears the housing market is going to take a struggle uh, for a period of time. So, a lot of people are going to be renting. So... I think that's going to leave a lot of opportunity for storage units. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I move in with my mom or, you know what I'm saying, uh, my ex-spouse or some shit, um, you know, sibling, they may not want all my shit in their house. You know what I'm saying? Yo, people be people be different like that. You can come live with them, but don't bring your shit. I've had that happen before. It was the wildest shit ever. Some people were like, hey. Why don't you come live with us? And I'm like, all right, sure. Right? And they offered to live with them. Then I go to move in. And um, now, mind you, uh, the rooms were completely empty. Completely empty. Right? So go to move in. Literally on the road. To getting moved in. And the rooms are getting furnished. And I'm like, why are you furnishing the rooms? Like, didn't, didn't I, what? Told you that uh, I got a bunch of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Didn't want my stuff. Didn't want my stuff in their in they place. Um, so, yeah. So, what did I end up doing? Had to get a storage unit. Some odd, there'd be some odd stuff that'd be going on in the world. Had a storage unit for like a, for like a year. And then COVID hit. So I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even really know what COVID was. I'm like, is this, like, deadly? Or I mean, it was. It, it, it Yeah, it was deadly. So my stuff is in a storage unit. And I'm kind of like, damn. So I go to the storage unit. I'm starting to throw shit out. And then I had a pet rat. Oh, man, it was crazy. It's a long-ass story, man. So then I was like, man, you know, Master Splinter took over my fucking storage unit. Not to mention COVID. And I was just kind of like, you know what? Whatever. Um, basically, everything just went, just went to waste, right? Just went away. There was no point. Um, but yeah, that's one reason kind of looking at PSA, see if it's a, a if, um, it's an opportunity to get in PSA. Uh, another company real quick, um, uh, Match Group, uh, they have earnings coming out today, actually, at the end of market. Let's kind of see if there's like an earnings whisper. Um, on match. Uh, I think they own like Tinder and whatnot. Let me see. MTCH News. Mm. Let me see. I think there's literally something called Earnings Whisper. 
And I would love to be able to have the eligibility to trade all these. Like Mitch Earnings um, Whisper. More earnings. Okay. Doesn't look like anything's came out yet. But yeah. MTCH news. I'm going to take a look at that. So these are just a couple that um, just taking a look at. Possibly, if you know, if I get the opportunity, uh, may look at, into getting into. Another thing with the uh, like um, the match group thing, um, everybody I know has a profile on some dating site. Um, so, I mean, I'm like, damn, I mean, I guess this is just a wave. Like, I mean, it's been the wave, uh, but see, I, I wasn't hit this wave cause like I wasn't dating for the last 10 years. Uh, so that's probably about the time when all this stuff started popping off. Um, so I've been chilling. Um, I know pretty soon I'm going to have some people try to put a profile up for me. Um, a bunch of dumb shit, uh, it's not even that I'm I'm against dating or anything right now. It's just like though sometimes like sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're really good. People think that like I don't know what people think like you're not good. Sometimes you're like no, really I'm okay right now. I'm really okay. You know. Um, um, so I know pretty soon somebody's gonna uh, put a portfolio up for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like yo, you dumb. Idiot. Now I'm going to have to go on all these dates and whatnot and entertain and money is going to be getting blown and women are going to be getting free meals and not even talking to them ever again. And and then going to be asking for cell phone bill money and all this other stuff. I'm like, dude, I really don't feel like dealing with it. I, I'm really cool. Uh, they're talking about Vision Pro right now on CNBC. Let me see something this for right you sit at your laptop all day you literally all day this weighs on your head all day and so there is there is an endurance question here how long how long how long have you worn it I, my video review i challenged myself to wear it 24 hours full day full day i i did take the break to sleep uh, i also took the break to go to the ski mountain in them because they look like ski goggles but i wore them pretty much consistently for some six to eight hour stretches and headaches no um headaches eye burning um a little bit of neck pain um are they meant to wear 24 hours absolutely not yeah. these are meant okay. to wear for a couple of hours at a time if you can even go that long i think really the I, I really think a movie is a good stretch to wear these but of course if you're also laying down that takes some of the pressure off your head they show these while you're wearing them on an airplane i couldn't test that yet there's a special travel mode for that so i do think you're going to see these out and about with people traveling wild but for 3500 dollars, right who who's going to buy them and for what reason as I said in my review, I think this is a Apple diehard product right now. These are for the diehards. They're for the app developers. It's for somebody who wants to see a peek at what this future looks like. You put these on, and that's why I wore these for the 24 hours. What are we going to do with these in our daily lives eventually? I mean, one of the coolest things I did with this was cooking it, okay? I was able to set timers in my environment right over the pots, right to be able to see the, the recipe on the wall. That's cool. These are all future use cases when this thing is lighter, when the battery life is better, when it isn't so buggy, when the display is better. This is a first-generation Apple product. Is that what you mean when you say... All right. Yo, big ups to her. 
Uh, she's going 24 hours with the Apple goggles. Um, if I get my money up, I'm I'm not a diehard Apple person, but I'm probably going to get a pair. Uh, and I'll probably... Wa- oh, my bad. Uh, it is the best headset out there. My bad. Yeah, no, nah, I'll probably get me, I'll probably get me one, uh, you know, yeah, it, cool with me. Um, all right, uh, we're just discussing a match group. Uh, let me look at some of these uh, numbers real quick. Uh, something that I'd, I would be interested, um, um, let me see, shares outstanding, approximately 20, 270 million, uh, uh, float. I forget what float means. Let me see. Uh, what does float mean in stocks? Oh, gosh, darn it. Sorry. For some reason. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, what exactly is a company's float? The term float refers to the regular shares a company has issued to the public that are available for investors to trade. The figure is derived from by taking the company's outstanding and subtracting any restricted, which is stock that is under some sort of sell restriction. Okay, I don't know, I get it, uh, but okay, so the float is 270 million. Okay, so pretty much all the shares outstanding are available for the public. Okay, great. Um, they have approximately two. There's only like 1.8 million. It's not even 1.8. It's like 1.6 million that aren't floating. Um, uh, held by institutions, approximately 99% of match is held by institutions. Held by insiders, not even 1% is held by insiders. But let's look at their insiders real quick. The insiders, they probably have about 2,700 employees. It's not a very small company. Um, market cap, uh, as of September 30th, 2023, approximately uh, close to $11 billion. $11 Yo, that's kind of huge. $11 billion company, market cap company, trading at approximately, as of right now, about 10.57 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 30th, 2024, trading at approximately... $37.85 with 2,700 employees. Wow. That's amazing. Um, let's see. No dividend. Um, book value per share. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it's negative, approximately negative 1.1. Um, I'm not sure. Some money on the books or something. Total cash, approximately about $712 million. Uh, revenue is approximately 3.28 billion. Goodness gracious. Um, let me see some of their financials. Uh, in 2020, their revenue was approximately 2.4 billion with earnings of approximately 128.56 million. Uh, then in 2021, revenue was approximately approximately 3 billion with earnings being approximately 277.72 million and then in 2022 revenues were approximately 3.2 billion with earnings being approximately 361.95 million so i mean for the most part i mean they're they're doing pretty well 
um, you know, um, cost of revenues look pretty decent. Earnings before interest uh, and taxes look pretty good. I forget what the EBITDA is. Earnings before interest, taxes, and amortization, something like that. Looks pretty solid. Um, yeah, it does not look like a bad company. So taking a look at that. Uh, so what I'm going to go ahead and do right now, I think uh, pretty much pretty much it's a wrap for me for the rest of the day. Uh, probably just going to go ahead and wrap it up, get some lunch. Um, if anything pops up, anything, you know, uh, goes off the Apple thing. The the selling of the Apple product appeared to say that it's it's I don't I don't even know the math. It was like it was like 1.4 billion that it's gonna bring in in 2024 or once they bring them out. And Apple's like a what was it say about a three trillion dollar company? It's not it's not even gonna really move the needle much, you know. Um, but I mean you can't go wrong with investing in Apple. I mean I'm not trying to say it's invincible, but I mean, it's a pretty solid company. So, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, it's currently trading at approximately $188.44. So approximately 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 30th, 2024. Um, I'll say that's come down from that $196.38 that it was not too long ago. So that's a plus. But all right. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I don't really think there's too much more. Uh, trading that I'm gonna get done today or just not too much really much more uh, research or anything I'm gonna do I'm pretty much gonna try, try to relax and go get some lunch and just try to enjoy my day right now uh, one thing I will do is I'm going to be looking up different hospitals in the area such as uh, John Hopkins and I'm gonna be emailing them uh, about you know possibly uh, putting my book into their system uh, Langston Mankins Cool and Made Adventure I'm going to be reaching out to different counties out here, such as uh, Howard, Anne Arundel, Montgomery, um, to see about the opportunity for me to um, get my book into their counties as well. Uh, I'm just going to, again, I'm just starting off small, uh, just trying to keep it cool. And then I'm going to start uh, branching out more and more. Um, the goal would be to uh, eventually get international um, you know, possibly Europe, China, India, uh, get the books out there as well. But as of right now, I'm just going to work on at least getting, you know, the city behind me, uh, first starting off slow. And then also one thing that, you know, you, you start to learn the mistakes that you've made and, um, um, you know, and you learn to perfect those mistakes, uh, so that's that's it's good practice. Uh, I'm also going to be reaching out to the um, the flea market. Told me to call them on Friday, but um, I don't have any books right now. I uh, I have an order for books to come in. Uh, they'll be here soon, uh, and then I'm going to be reaching out to different um, bookstores uh, to uh, see if they will uh, give me the ability to do book signings in their, um, in their stores. Also, I started, uh, Chandler Gregory Hayes. Um, it's a financial, um, therapy company. Uh, I need to start working on being able to get that advertised better. Essentially it's, uh, folk It's a, it's going to be financial therapy as well as, um, 
um, entertainment such as House of Barf, as well as um, um, community outreach. When that uh, the community outreach, seriously, um, if you could think, it's seriously just sitting around. I don't know much about therapy, uh, but essentially sitting around talking about things that are going on, but focused more so on the financial aspect. You know, um, one thing I've noticed with people in finances is there's a lot of individuals who put their bills under their couch. And I say that figuratively, and I also mean literally, literally, well, just they get the bill, they throw it under the couch, literally. And um, figuring out what is that about, you know, now, I, I have a sense, you know, um, I'm kind of going through a rough patch of my time in my life right now. And when another bill comes in, uh, do I hit a mental block sometimes? And I'm just like, uh, can't do this. I have. But uh, I keep pressing and I keep pushing and I keep moving and I don't stop. Octagon sign or not. It's like, no, I'm kidding. Um, and just figuring out where is that? Where is that block from? Um it's like that progressive commercial where they're like, hey, don't become like your parents. It's kind of like, hey, you know, don't throw that bill under the rug. Well, my mom used to say, you know, to the bill collectors, you'll get it when I get it. You know, it's like, hey, don't. Okay, I know. I know. And as humbly as possible, how's mom's doing right now financially? How's dad's doing right now financially? And uh, you could say that they're retired and they don't need to work for another dime or work another day in their life. I get it. I get it. But would you say they're financially literate? You know, and right now, what are we doing? We're going down the same exact path. Okay. Um, and, and, and it's, and it's okay. It's okay. It's not a problem. So when that bill comes in, okay, let's try to take one different step, one different step. Let's not immediately shred it. Or throw it under the table. Let's try to take a different step. What's the different step going to be? We're going to open it. Okay. <laughs> we're, just, we're just going to open it. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to read it. We're just going to read it. And you don't have to read it all. Just read the, the top quarter. And then tomorrow, we'll try to read the middle quarter. And on the third day, fourth day, we'll try to read the bottom quarter. All right. We'll try to just do that. And you know what's going to be in there? There's going to be things in there. If you need help, call this number. And you know what we're going to try to do next week or the week after that. Don't pressure yourself too much. The week after that, you know what we're going to try to do? We're going to try to call our general creditor. We're going to try to call our creditor. And we're going to try to speak to someone. And we're just going to try to give them an update on what's going on. And guess what's going to happen after that phone call? You know what they're going to say? All right. Thanks for calling. And you're going to feel like a weight, a boulder has been lifted off of your neck. Now, it's not hard to get a wife or a husband. And it's not hard to get a house. And it's not hard to get a car. It's not hard to start a business. What's hard is to maintain it and be consistent. So, we're going to do it again. And again. And again and again. Next time another bill comes in. We're not going to throw it under the rug. We're 
We're not going to throw it into the shredder. We, we know we can't afford it right now. We can't pay for it right now. And, the, and if there's anything else on the other side, guess what? They know you can't afford it right now. Not because of you personally, but because of what's going on in the economy. They know. They have a bunch of customers who haven't been paying. You know what they're developing? A strategy, a plan on ways to get these people to pay. I literally had someone call me the other day talk about, hey, I'll give you a holiday discount if you pay your bill right now. I was like, yo, I didn't even know I still owed that bill. I thought I paid that bill months ago. I really did. I was like, wait a minute. And I asked, I was like, yo, could y'all send me an itinerary? Because, like, I swore I paid this bill already. Like, I'm going to look for it. And they're like, nah. But I was like, all right, cool. Like, just give me a second and let me, let me get back to you. So that's something I'm going to really do on my lunch break when I take some lunch. So, um, yeah, I'm working on Chandler Gregory Hayes. Uh, for some reason, it's coming up as Hayes, Chandler Gregory. Uh, if you, I, I, and I thought I put it up on Google and now Google is saying that people can't see it because I guess I didn't put up a photo or something. I'll get that all taken care of. Um, but yes, financial therapy. Um, and then, um, moving into, and trust me, when I talk, I'm not going to seriously sit there and try to be like the expert. You know what I'm saying? I'm seriously just going to sit there and listen. And we may even have a Bev, you know, we never know what's going to happen. Um, even the community outreach programs, essentially, you know, you know, the networking events. And I do definitely mean to join the chamber of commerce. I, I, I need to join them or something. Seriously, I could have a networking event and you may not even hear me talk about bar for business or finances once you may sit there and say like, yo, I went to this networking event of chance and literally he didn't do shit. He didn't talk about business. He didn't talk about finances. Nothing. I don't even know what the point was. Well, the point was for you to come and have a good time and let your hair down from all the business and financial talk and kind of just release. And at the same time, guess what? There's other business and accounting and regulation and financial people in the room. So what does it give you the opportunity to do? Exchange numbers, exchange social media information, exchange ideas, you know, and it, you think it's going to be this event where it's like Moulin Rouge, where I'm going to step on the stage and be like, hey, everybody in here, you're going to be rich. You're going to be wealthy. Listen, you know me. If you're a child of God, you're already rich. You're already wealthy. All right. You're good. You're good. All right. Now, if you're not a child of God, I understand. We're going to work on getting you the riches and the wealth. You know what I'm saying? The, the, what you're trying to see. I don't have it. You know, I don't know how to get it. If I knew how to get it, I'd give it to you. You know, <laughs> like, I don't got it. But we'll work on it. We'll work on getting the treasures of, um, you know, of Earth. You know what I'm saying? We'll work on it. I know this sounds crazy, you know. But, yeah, we'll work on it. Trust me. We'll work on getting wealthy. We'll work on um, getting rich. And the way that we're going to do it is there's going to be various different strategies. I don't, look, man, I don't have all the answers, Okay. Seriously, if I had it, I would seriously give it to you or let you know. It's it's okay to me. I don't. Let me see something real quick. Yeah, so yeah. To get that wealth, you know, what I'm saying it's I have no. It's it's probably a plethora of things that we have to do, from different investments, uh, different real estate, different philanthropies, different foundations different innovations, different ideas, inventing something, solving problems, all types of stuff to get done 
in order to become that rich, wealthy person. I'm not there. I'm actually on the opposite end of that. Uh, but I'm grinding and I'm taking my time, you know, and, and we'll definitely get there. Um, so the community outreach program, seriously, I could have a cookout at the park, you know, once a week. You know what I'm saying? Every every Thursday night, every Friday night, dinner's on me, you know, uh, if I had it. And not once, not twice, may I be out there talking about financial literacy. Now, you're going to know the vibe. I mean, if if chairman's there, you can know the vibe. You know it's about business. You know it's about accounting, regulation, finance. You know, but one thing I've noticed about business, accounting, regulation, and finance is you have to you have to plant seeds. Seriously, I'm not trying to act like the expert here, but you got to plant seeds with people. People don't want to hear this bullshit. As much as somebody like me likes to go around and talk about barf, do you know the one of the hardest lessons that I ever had to learn was to stop talking about barf? I learned that shit probably back, probably like uh, mid-20s. You know what I'm saying? When, I'm, when you're pumping, you're learning about insurance, you're learning about annuities, you're learning about stocks, bonds, treasuries, all this place, all over the place. And you're just so excited. It's like when your child learns to start spelling their first words and they're going around saying, hey, D-A-D-C-A-N-Y-O-U-P-A-S-S-M-E-M-Y-H-A-T. And you're like, huh? <laughs> you know, like... Why are you going around doing what did you just say? You know, and, and they're just so excited. It's just like that. You know, saying the juices were flowing and um, you just want to you just want to go around, spell every word. Oh, that's a nice T.R.E.E. Oh, OK. Yeah, you're right. It is. That's a nice tree. You know, um, and, and that's what it was. I was going around a lot of business and finance. I really do. I know there's so many people hate hate financial people. Uh, yo. Listen, I'll go to a bar, right? Bar I go to regularly. Go in there and chill. Look at the sports game, everything, right? People talk to me, chill with me, cool with me, everything. The one time I tell them I'm in finances, they're like, Ugh. that's another reason for the name of House of Barf, okay? Seriously. Seriously. Like, it really disgusts people. Finances. Ugh, I would never date a financial guy. I'm like, seriously? Why? I hate financial guys. It's like, oh, hey, you know, but see me, I look like a homeless guy. So nobody really ever thinks I'm in finances, you know, they're kind of like, hey, bum. I'm like, hey, you know, another beer. Uh, Yeah, sure. Tall or short. Uh, tall. You know, <laughs> it's like, I know that sounds terrible. Um, Yeah. So nobody really cares. I'm, I'm not intimidating. I'm not I'm not a threat to anybody. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you tell me you're in finances, ah. Hogwash. <laughs> it's like, damn. So, but yeah, so the entertainment part will be barf as well as eventually I'm going to be bringing in other podcasts, uh, conversations with my people. And those podcasts will probably not be ran by me. One of them might be ran by me um, where I actually bring in a partner of mine or uh, maybe one or, you know, maybe a duo or maybe a, um, a triplet, something like that. Nothing too much. I really can't do the whole quadruple five people thing you know what i'm saying it's not my thing uh, quintuplets or whatever 
I probably can't really do much in the duo. But it's still going to be like House of Barf. Me probably having a bed with my person. We're sitting there. We're just talking about shit and recording. Other than that, um, the other ones will be like the, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess the Andrew Tate um, kind of conversations, whatever, about, you know, I don't know, you're a bitch, you know, Dango Goggins, you're a hoe, you're a fuck boy, and you need to get your lazy fat ass, come on, man, go join Stafford College University, you know, I don't know, you know, go run five miles right now, blistering cold, butt naked, you know, <laughs> you're you're a sucker, you know, I, I don't know, I don't really, know. honestly, to tell you the truth, I really have never listened to them, I've only listened to like snippets of them, and I'm sorry, that's just what it kind of sounds like to me. Um, but if you listen to a whole episode, you may say there's some actual meat on that bone there. Um, even the same thing with uh, the late uh, Kim, Kevin Samuels. Never actually listened uh, t- to Kevin Samuels. So if you listen to a snippet, you may say, honey, you're a fat, you're a fat bitch. You're, how tall are you? Five foot. How wide are you? 52. No, bitch. You're, you're, you're fat. You're fat. You'll never find a man. No man. So that's what it sounds like to me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, if you listen to the whole episode and I never have listened to a whole one of their episodes and you may actually get the gist of what they're trying to say, uh, instead of them editing it in a 60 second video. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to get a group of people that will probably be a, if, if I get the finances and everything, that'll probably be a quadruple or quintuplet. Uh, probably, um, uh, you know, two or three, uh, guys, two or three women and, uh, just battle of the sexes kind of, you know, talking about various topics, um, uh, uh, different things, women's hygiene, you know, stuff like that stuff. I do not even want to comment on, um, uh, men, uh, that are broke and, and are dating, uh, can a woman date a man who is uh, broker than her, uh, you know, who, who has less money than her? Um, uh, stuff like that. Stuff like that. I'll let them handle all those topics. Um, uh, sex positions and all that relationships and uh, all that stuff. I'm going to let them handle all that. Uh, so yeah, that's some things I got uh, that I'm kind of getting in the works. I do need some income, so that's the thing that's probably going to make me go back to work. So I may end up going on a hiatus for a little while. So yeah, uh, Channel Gregory Hayes working on that, uh, working on this uh, Langston Mason's Cooler Made Adventure. Um, there's there's one more thing that I was kind of working on. I can't think of right now, but um, yeah, uh, about to go ahead and take a break. Uh, thank you so much. To everybody who decides to take time out of your wonderful day. And and God bless you. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, don't give your pearls to swine. I'm Chairman. This is House of Barf. What? I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kulamaid Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. 
The title of the book is Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mason and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mason sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mason and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mason, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mason learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges with money and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mason set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors it is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mason, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success 
and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement, and I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, You can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless.